Okay, welcome back to the Escape from Society podcast. If we go back about two years, New Yorkers among you will remember a terrible uh, post-Christmas snowstorm. The whole Northeast. It may have, in fact, been Snowmageddon in D.C. I don't remember if that was the same storm. Uh, But the way it affected me is... I had booked a show for a seven-piece band, and this was maybe for December 28th or something. And uh, five, fully five of the seven members had gone out of town for Christmas and were stranded and didn't make it back to the city. So I was here, I made it back on a miserable bus ride, and Brian Chase was here. And Brian said, let's do it, let's do it. So the two of us performed as a duo that night. That's what you're hearing in the background. And we performed for an audience of two. But I went out for a beer with one of the audience members afterwards, a guy named Alan Bull. And he and I started talking about the tuba. I think I mentioned that I participated in the Braxton 100 tuba orchestra a few years before that, but I didn't have a tuba, even though I wanted one. Alan was like, well, I got two tubas, and my landlord is sketchy, so I kind of want to get him out of there. Why don't you come by, and I'll give you one of my tubas on a semi-permanent loan. So I had a new friend, and all of a sudden I had a tuba that I had been waiting for years to have a tuba come into my life. So it's still with me. It sits up on the uh, ceiling. I've got it kind of hanging from the ceiling here in my music room. Looks awesome up there. I turn, yep, looking good up there. And uh, I only play it very occasionally. I'm not good at it at all. But I knew it was going to be a part of the Escape from Society record because something about tubas and escaping society makes sense to me. Um, If we go back one year now, flash forward, I've had the tuba for a little while, haven't done really anything with it. Um, There was an Occupy Wall Street day of local action or something. Bring your tuba to your uh, neighborhood. Well, they didn't say bring your tuba, but they said go out in your neighborhood and do some stuff. So uh, I was at home that day. I got the tuba out. I brought it around Astoria to the um, intersection of Steinway and Broadway where there are a couple of banks. I stood outside one of the banks and I gave a little solo tuba performance which, uh, you know, went over okay. I would kind of play a little riff and then I'd say, Occupy, play another riff and go 99%. It was was a little bit abstract and uh, it was what it was. But I think it was when I got home that evening, uh, I had 
already gone into the studio with the guys and recorded the basics for the album, but I was doing a few overdubs at home, and I had the song called Thank You uh, that I was working on a little rough mix of. What I did when we got home from the studio is I sort of cobbled things together into rough mixes to see what we had. And if we had to choose between takes or whatever, I could just kind of get a sense of what was there. So I'm working on this rough mix and I got the tuba out and I just kind of threw a mic on it, uh, a really, um, a little stereo clip-on mic that you use with a mini disc recorder, old thing. And I put it on the bell of the tuba where it's getting far too much level and distorting like crazy, but getting this kind of interesting sound. And I started playing along with the song for no real reason. I didn't conceive that as part of the arrangement at all, but the sound was compelling. And it was at that moment that I realized I'm making my own record. You know, like, I've made plenty of records with bands, and it's always a matter of either someone else telling me what to do or me coming up with my own thing, but it being sort of vetted, uh, collaborated with, on, with by everybody's got to say, oh, I think that's a good idea, or I have this better idea, or whatever. And... The idea of putting a tuba on your pop song is usually not the kind of idea that goes over well, even with the people that I'm prone to working with. And then all of a sudden I was doing it and I liked the way it sounded and I was like, you know what? I can just keep this. There is not anybody who's going to tell me not to keep it. So I kept it. I left it in. It still almost didn't make it. I still wanted to please everybody and I ran it by Mappa who was kind of producing the record with me. And I was like, oh, what do you think of this tuba? And he's like, eh, I don't know. And we um, made mixes of it with and without the tuba. But in the end, I was like, to hell with it, man. I love this tuba. Uh, and boldly started the record with this. So if you have the Escape from Society record, you know this is the first song on it. This is the first thing people hear. So um, let's get to it. Let's play the song. This song is called Thank You. I've got more to say about it uh, after it's done. Real 
tuba reigns in thank you the lonely tubist who brings his tuba to the occupy movement and does a solo performance or the tubist in the high school marching band who's alone waiting for mom and dad to pick him up and the thing about when the tuba is there and you're holding it it's hard to resist doing something with it like playing it uh when i have to bring it somewhere in the city and i go on the train i get lots of mm, you know thumbs up and wide eyes from people or people who want me to play it for them or or something which uh i usually don't do the other thing is when i take it around uh sometimes i do walk around in the parks and play a little solo tuba it terrifies dogs. Dogs hate the tuba. I encountered this dog in Central Park once who wasn't on his leash, and he ran so far away over the hillside. He ran out of sight, and his poor uh, owner had to try and go find him because the thing was scared out of its wits by this tuba. Uh, kind of funny, I thought. So uh, other interesting things to point out in... The recording there let's see the uh ending section the little instrumental breakdown has this um shaker like sound which is two pieces of sandpaper that ian is rubbing vigorously back and forth um designed as a percussion instrument i believe and we did that sort of mobile uh, mobile unit overdubs at Troutman Hall where Ian's group Yarnwire rehearses so we used that and uh, also their piano so the piano on this track was recorded at Troutman Hall and I like how it uh, you know there's that heavily processed piano that continues throughout the song that has a long reverb trail and some kind of, uh, I forget exactly what uh, Neil did to process that. He sort of used some um, guitar pedal simulators on the computer to 
get that sound. And it creates a, an atmosphere for this song that sets it apart from the others a little bit. But then the, the regular sounding piano comes in at the end and ends up sounding kind of bizarre and alien, at least to me, um, because it contrasts so much both with the tuba and with the other piano that we've been hearing for the rest of the song. So I kind of like that little uh, piano solo at the end, which is intentionally played to be like a, a little kid just jabbing at the keys um, who doesn't know what he's playing. And the reason that this song starts the album is very interesting. This this and South Philly Days, which uh, you heard in an earlier episode, are the two lyrical contributions that I made to the record. And this song is uh, titled Thank You because it is a thanks to the lyricists who contributed to it. And, and it's the lyrics are about the process of collaborating on these song poems. Um, you choose what to say, I choose what to play, which is uh, how it all came to be. And so I thought that I would put this at the end of the record to say, you know, kind of wrap it up and say, okay, thank you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, nice, nice meeting you. But it wasn't sequencing very well there, and Kyle made the radical suggestion of putting it first on the record, which had absolutely not occurred to me. But I like that this tuba brings in the sort of outeroid um, aspects of the record, uh, and then it just dramatically shifts right into uh, a mid-tempo major chord kind of pop song. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, uh, I want to play another little clip of something. When I was um, making those rough mixes, like I said, there was one um, problem in the audio that I was trying to fix. It wound up, I think, being in the guitar part, just some weird little pop that I was trying to identify. So I looped this one section where I was hearing it, and I was listening very carefully for, oh, where is that? Is it in the guitar? And then I realized what the loop was that I was actually listening to. Very fortuitous loop. I'll play it for you here for a few minutes. In a crazy world, it's 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 in a crazy I discovered that I was looping this perfectly 5-4 measure, It's in a Crazy World, which is not even a lyric from the song, uh, but it's it's just this, it turns on itself and is brilliant. I immediately put it up on SoundCloud, uh, where it still is. You can listen to it on the Sam Kulik SoundCloud page. It's like, I don't know, I made a little section that's about a minute long or something. Uh, 
so I meant to get you this episode before Thanksgiving because it says thank you, and if any of the lyricists are out there listening, thank you, thank you to uh, all the guys who worked on the record and blah blah blah. Um, hope you all had a nice Thanksgiving. I was traveling, which is why I did not get this episode out before then. But now it's officially the Christmas season, so uh, I see no reason for me to not include a song from the uh, song poem Christmas record, which is in heavy rotation at my house every year. Uh, it's called Daddy is Santa Really Six Foot Four. And it's on Bar None Records. I recommend it highly to, uh, as a gift for you all to give to your loved ones this year. And um, I'll try and make like three episodes between now and Christmas and include a song in each of the episodes because they're so great. So here's the first one. Um, happy Thanksgiving and happy Christmas season and uh, long live song poems. Okay, bye. right all year christmas o-l-e all year christmas that's bobby blake who you've heard singing some of the other nonsensical song poems that i've included in earlier podcasts 
performing here, harmonizing with herself, performing as the sisterhood. Like I said, more Christmas song poems to come in the uh, next couple of episodes. All right, bye.